Hey TC family, welcome to a new series as we are talking all about rest, which is I think a great topic for this season since some of us have kind of been forced to rest with our bodies because we've been locked down and quarantined and at home working and a lot of us haven't been too active, but I think it's important for TC to take some time out and really talk about the heart of rest. If you don't know, my name is Alex Evans and I'm the lead pastor at The Collective and wherever you're watching, I am glad that you're watching. I'm glad that you are here. It's really easy to slip into routines when life is crazy uh, because we cling to the things that give us security and comfort. And oftentimes finding a routine can be the fastest way to have security and comfort. And my encouragement to you is that part of your routine is that you get connected and involved in the local church. Find a way for you to be present in others' lives, whether it's physically or digitally. Do it in a way where you find comfort so you can be a part of something bigger than you. Because I'm telling you right now, watching a message on your couch isn't enough to grow your faith. You gotta be in a place and a space to be able to use your gifts, to be able to have exchanges with other members of the body of Christ. So right now, participating in what's happening here is a great first step to engaging and plugging in, but I'm calling you to get closer, move forward more. And my prayer is that during this message, you start thinking and dreaming of different ways that God is calling you to step up in your faith and level up and trust him more. You know, the idea of rest has never been easy for me. I've always had a hard time resting. There's a large part of my life, to be honest, where I just didn't believe in rest at all. I used to tell people that I worked with that you only need four to five hours of sleep because anything else in that is just wasting time. You can work late, wake up early, exercise. Anything about being in the 5 a.m. club, anything about burning the late candle oil, anything like that, I loved it. I love this idea of being busy. I love the idea of feeling that when I saw something, I tackled it, I went after it. It's something that I really found my confidence in for a really long time. But obviously, the longer you do that, the more you start to discover that that really isn't healthy for us. In fact, some of God's promises for us is that he would give us rest. That part of the sign of his love for us is that we would be able to find rest in him. But the fact of the matter is, is my mind was always so busy and I was always thinking about what was coming next. It was really hard for me to rest. But as I grew up and as I matured, I realized that rest is a gift. So I started to take time out for rest. But this is the issue, okay? Let me tell you right now, I'm gonna give you really, really clear Uh, examples of why this is hard. Because you might be thinking like, oh, rest, like rest is easy. Like I love to rest. I love taking naps. Bonnie behind the counter or the camera right now, she loves maps. I just, or naps, not maps, maps, naps, maps, not maps. Listen, Bonnie was telling me about how like, I was like, what are you gonna do on your birthday? She's like, I'm just gonna sleep. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I would never do that on my birthday. But I'm just saying that some of us, we find rest easier (laughs) than others. But the fact of the matter is, is rest isn't just what we do with our hands. It isn't just what we do with our feet, but rest is a position of our heart. Rest is the posture of our head. Rest is the posture of our spirit before God. So there was times when I finally got into the value of rest and I finally began to understand that rest is a value and I'm gonna schedule 
rest into my life, but this was the issue, is I would schedule rest, I would schedule a day off, I would schedule time off, I would schedule vacations, but then during that time off, I didn't know how to rest. So really what I thought rest was, was just doing nothing, just laying around or binge watching Netflix or just sleeping, but that isn't always rest. Because I would treat those activities of getting something done. Like I would be like, oh, this has five seasons. Let me crush all five seasons of this show in two days. Boom. You know what I mean? Like I still wasn't resting. I would have the time off. I would have the Sabbath day and I would have the vacation, but I wouldn't rest during that time because I was always looking for something to keep myself busy. I was always looking for that feeling of, of accomplishment, for that feeling of progress. It was really hard for me to just take a break and surrender. But I wanna let you know that the idea of rest, when we look in the scriptures, the idea of rest is something that's really, really interesting because the, the first mention of rest that you have in the scripture is the Sabbath day. And when God gave the Sabbath day to his people, he said, I want you to have the Sabbath day and I want you to have the seventh day as a day of rest. And sometimes that gets misinterpreted because you think I'm getting rest from my work But actually, God wants us to rest from our work, not just so we can feel good about what we've done, but he wants us to rest from our work so we can acknowledge and reflect on what he's done. See, it's not just about us being tired and being overworked, but it's about us stopping and reflecting and realizing that it's not all about our work. It's not all about our progress. It's not all about our accomplishments. But we rest to reflect on his. We rest to stop and look and say, wow, look at everything that God has done. That's what rest has always supposed to have been about. So on my journey, that, like I was saying, that was really, really hard. So I would take the time off, but I wouldn't actually rest. Now in this season of my life, I'm learning that not only do you need to schedule rest and take time out for rest, But in that time off for rest, you actually need to figure out what you can do that is restful for your soul. How can you slow down? How can you relax? Now, the world doesn't want you to rest. I'm telling you, wherever you are, the world doesn't want you to rest. Case in point, I don't have my phone with me. Case in point is our phones. Our phones are constantly flooding information. I love it how whenever you download an application, one of the first permissions you give that application is to send you notifications. So all day long, you're getting notifications from social media and and emails and messengers, and they're all telling you, don't rest. They're all telling you, think about this, focus on this. And they're all getting in the way of us resting. Think about our lifestyle and how it's changed as a globe. Think about how people drive. Think about how people live. It is not easy to rest because most of us, most of us have an addiction to work. Most of us have this addiction to progress. We have this, just like I was talking about myself, we have this addiction to getting things done and going on to the next thing and thinking about what is coming next. Because for many of us, that's where we find our security. That's where we find our confidence. For many of us, we find our confidence in the idea that somehow, some way we believe that we are holding everything together. I wanna read to you from the book of Hebrews. And there's a scripture, and actually this scripture leads into a passage about how God desires to give his people rest. 
But before it gets there, it says some really important things about Jesus. And this is what it says. It says in Hebrews 3, verse 1, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling. Now I want to stop right there, because if you're watching this, you share in a heavenly calling. All right? There's no sidelines in faith. Everybody is on the field. Okay? You brothers who share in this heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all of God's house. Now, I want to stop right there, and we're going to talk about Moses a little bit later, but I want to stop right there on this section of Jesus. Because what is it saying? It's saying us, as faith people, we need to understand that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our faith. Now you might read that and you might think like, I don't really understand what this means. So let's break it down together. What is the job of the high priest? See, the writer of Hebrews is writing to the Hebrew church and they very much understood the role of the high priest in their community. In fact, earlier when I was talking about the Sabbath day and the day of rest, that's the community that that Sabbath day and day of rest was being spoken to. It was the Hebrew people. And God was saying, I want you to rest because I want you to understand it's not about your ability to carry this life. It's not about your ability to progress and work and move forward, but it's your ability to reflect and trust in my work and my progress working in you and working through you and to help them understand that they were not carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders, he gave the Hebrew people a high priest. And the role of the high priest was to help them understand that they weren't carrying the load. See, the role of the high priest was to go to God on their behalf. The role of the high priest was to intercede for them, to take the sacrifices into the temple for them. See, they had this ancient Eastern sacrificial system where when they failed, he took sacrifices to God for them. When they needed help, he stood in the gap with God for them. And he reflected God's peace, patience, and commitment to them. See, they didn't carry the burden of their ability to thrive. I want you to hear me. They didn't carry the burden for their ability to thrive. It was the job of the high priest. And what's this scripture saying? It's saying that Jesus is our high priest. So what does that mean for our rest? It means that whenever we're tempted to feel the weight, whenever we're tempted to always be scrambling in our minds, what's next? What do I have to get done to make this happen? How is this going to work? We're taking the place of Jesus in our life. Jesus carries the burden. Jesus thinks about the end game. Jesus looks at the horizon and says, look, I know what's going on. I got this figured out. Just trust me. He's in charge. He's carrying the burden for you and me. So we can rest. What a beautiful idea of people of faith. You know, sadly, sometimes I feel like people outside of church, people that have no knowledge of God and Jesus, they rest much better than Christians. 
Oftentimes as Christians, we're always stressing. We're always worried. We're always saturated with the weights that we carry because deep down we really feel that if we just let go and surrender, everything is gonna fall apart. You might be saying, well, Alex, you're a pastor. I know that you only work on Sundays, so you can rest all the time. I'm telling you right now <laughs> that it's not about being a pastor as much as it's about being a follower of Jesus. Because at the end of the day, you know what's so crazy at the end of the day? Is finding rest in Christ as the high priest, it doesn't change how busy you are with your hands. It changes how busy you are with your heart. See, you can still be busy, and you can still be working. Christ still requires from us good works. He still desires from us good works, that we would live a productive life, that we would manage well what he's given us, but what he doesn't require of us, that we would carry the weight because the good works that we're called to are still his works. So it says that Jesus is the high priest. Then in verse two, who is faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all of God's house. So why is it introducing this character Moses? Verse three, for Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of the house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built for someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant. Now this is important. Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were spoken later. But Christ is faithful over all of God's house as a son. And we are in his house. If indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting and our hope. So what does this mean? It says that Moses was faithful in God's house as a servant, but Jesus is faithful as a son. Let me ask you a question. See, I know a lot of people that are watching, maybe you have a understanding of how family business works. Is anybody involved in a family business? Raise your hand, let me know. I can see you through the screen. It's okay, it's not creepy. But when you understand how family business works, you understand that there's paid staff and paid wage workers, but then there's also family. And who carries the burden of the business? Sure, staff carry some of the burden, but at the end of the day, the family carries the burden of the business. See, this isn't somehow demeaning or positioning Moses and saying what he is doing isn't as important or isn't necessary. It's simply saying that Moses served God's kingdom as a servant, but Jesus served as a son. So it's Jesus who carries the weight. It's Jesus who carries the burden of success. It's Jesus who pushes and puts his shoulder behind things and says, we can do this, let's move forward. Now what happens is, is oftentimes because of our lack of faith of Jesus and what he can accomplish or what he desires to do for us, we feel the need to carry it by ourselves. In fact, there's a point in Moses' life, which is why he's being referenced in this scripture where he was called to lead God's people Israel out of slavery and he brought them out and God gave him instruction and he says, I want you to lead 
how I've called you to lead, not carrying the burden with your own strength, but trusting in me. And then he spoke to him something really interesting. He said, Moses, the people are thirsty. This is gonna sound weird, but I want you to hang on with me. Moses, the people are thirsty. I want you to give them something to drink and I want you to speak to a stone and then water will come out of the stone. Now I want you to ignore the fact of how crazy that sounds because I want you to get the heart behind this illustration. So Moses says, okay, and he speaks to the stone and water comes out. That's crazy, isn't it? He speaks to the stone and water comes out. And the people had what they needed. The expectations on the leader, who was Moses, were met through the work of God through Moses. Do you understand? I'm gonna say it again. The expectations from the people on the leader, who was Moses, were met through God's work through Moses. See, it wasn't through Moses' ability. Moses in faith did what God was asking him to do and he spoke to the rock and water came out of the rock. That's how we should be living our lives. The expectations of life that keep us busy, the expectations of life that drive us forward, the expectations of life that push us and pull us in different directions. If we try to meet them on our own, we're gonna get burnt out. But when we allow God's work in us and through us to meet the expectations that we're called to in this life, then we can rest. But then something else happened that was really crazy. See, God said to Moses, again, because the people got thirsty again, I want you to speak to the rock and I want water to come out. But you know what happened? It was crazy. Moses didn't speak to the rock. He took his staff and he hit the rock and water came out and the people had water. Now that's really, really crazy. But then God got really frustrated because he said, Moses, Moses, you weren't supposed to hit the rock. You're supposed to speak to the rock. Now you might be watching at home and you might be thinking like, why is this such a big deal? The people got water both times. What's the problem? It's a big deal because God cared about Moses. God cared about Moses, cared to him, cared about him, cared for him to the point where even though he had elected Moses to leadership to carry the burdens of life and the burdens of God people, he didn't want Moses to carry those burdens alone. In fact, he wanted Moses to trust God with those burdens. And when Moses chose, instead of speaking to the rock in faith, to hit the rock with his staff, a shift happened in Moses' heart where he felt as though he had to lead by his own strength instead of leading in faith. Instead instead of trusting God to lead through him, instead of trusting God to lead with him and to carry the weight of that leadership. So it says at that point by faith that Moses lost, he lost the opportunities that God had set before him. He lost the opportunities to enter into what was called God's rest or what was referred to as the promised land. Even though God had set all these incredible things before Moses and all these promises he had for Moses and God's people, at that point, those things were gone. They had been disqualified from entering into the rest of God because they had chose to accomplish that rest by their own strength. They had chose to accomplish that rest by their own strength instead of trusting in God to bring them and lead them into his rest. And I'm telling you right now that if you and I really believe that we're finally gonna cross off the final two, do on our list and then we're going to feel rest. You are very deceived just as Moses was deceived when he hit the rock, water came out and he thought it was all good because it will never be enough. 
There will always be another phone call. There will always be another email. There will always be another emergency. There will always be something that comes at you that will require you to labor and stress and be filled with anxiety. There will always be something more. Nothing will ever give you rest until you choose to find rest right now amongst the labor and amongst the work and amongst the weight and amongst the responsibility until you choose to find rest right now in who God is and let Jesus be your high priest. Until you say, you know what, God, I'm so busy. There's so much going on, but I can't do it without you. I need you to carry this weight. I need you to carry the load for me so I can find rest. I want to finish this section of scripture from Hebrews when it goes to chapter four. And this is the writer of the Hebrews people really, I think, just displaying the heart of God for them. He says, let us therefore strive to enter rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience, that same sort of disobedience that Moses fell into when he carried the burden instead of letting God carry the burden. When Moses really thought that he could finally have rest and peace through his own efforts and through his own progress, that day is never going to come. For the word of God, and I love this, and this gets misquoted all the time and misused out of context, but for the word of God, is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joint and marrow and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Why is this scripture here? All of a sudden, it's like out of nowhere. Oh, and the word of God is sharp and living and it can pierce through the light and the dark. It can pierce through the bone and the marrow. It can pierce even to the point where it divides the intentions of your heart. Why is this important? Do you know why? It's because at the end of the day, is you would think that Moses' issue was a hand problem, that he was doing the wrong things with his hands, but it wasn't, it was a heart problem. And John 1 says that Jesus is the word. So you might be thinking we're talking about the Bible here. This is not talking about the Bible. It's talking about Jesus, our high priest. And it's saying Jesus knows your intentions. He knows the posture of your heart. He knows your anxieties. He knows your fears. He knows your stresses and he knows your worries. To all the dads out there, he knows that you are crippled with stress thinking about how you're gonna provide for your kids and how they're gonna be able to make it. For the moms out there, She's thinking about family and how you're gonna juggle everything that you have to do with marriage and children and everything else in business and life. For the young professionals, Jesus sees the anxiety in your heart to move ahead, to become successful, to move forward and progress to a point where you feel good about yourself. Jesus sees all these issues of the heart and he wants to show you the difference between work from a point of anxiousness, from a place of stress, and from a place where you're carrying the burden, to what work looks like from a place of rest. And then in verse 12, it says, or verse 13, it says, and no creature is hidden 
from the sight. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest, this is so good, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. TC family, this is what I want you to walk away with, is rest isn't easy. And you guys might be thinking, I can't rest, there's too much stuff going on. And like I said, I want you to get this in your head. Come on, stop being so stubborn, get this in your head. Rest isn't about the hands. You can still be busy. You could still have so much going on. You could still have a calendar booked with appointments. But rest isn't about the hands. It's about the heart. Rest is about every time you feel that stress and that worry, reminding yourself. What does it say in the final verse? Hold fast to our confession that we're not carrying the weight and the burden, but our high priest Jesus is. When you have an invoice that comes in that needs to be paid, but the money isn't there, you stop and you say, Jesus, I'm surrendering this to you. I'm trusting you. When you have issues in your family or your marriage and you just don't know how to sort these things out relationally, you stop in that moment because you just freak out. You say, I got so much going on. This is the last thing I needed. You stop and you say, Jesus, I'm not going to carry this. I trust you as my high priest. You can carry this weight. You can carry this burden of stress. I'm gonna follow you. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're busy with, I'm gonna follow you, Jesus. See, it's hard because Moses hitting the rock and Moses speaking to the rock, they looked really similar, yeah? They both got a result, didn't they? They both got a result, didn't they? But the issue was, it wasn't about the results. I want you to hear me. Come on now, busy people. Come on, type A driven people. It's not about the results. It's about your heart because God cares about your heart. And God doesn't want you to burn your life out so you can take all your results to him and say, but God, look at the results I got. God wants you to rest and trust him. So at the end of the day, instead of holding up all the things that you accomplished, you're just overwhelmed with all the things that he accomplished through you as you chose to rest in him. So as simple as it is, it can be a prayer when you're overwhelmed. It can be hitting the pause button on a meeting and just saying, Jesus, I need your help. Whatever it looks like, don't take the wheel back into your own hands. Don't take control back into your own hands, but surrender to Jesus, our high priest. Let him carry the burden. Let him make the sacrifice. Let him carry the weight so we can rest. So Father, I just thank you for this series as we dive deeper into this heart level understanding what it really means to rest in Christ. Father, I just pray for all the busy people out there that you would understand that you can be busy with a heart of rest, that you can be successful and hardworking with a heart of rest. Lord, as we discover this heart of rest, we know that your fruit will shine through the love, the joy, 
the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, the self-control, those fruit that come with submitting to your spirit, they would lead us and show us that our heart is resting in you. So Father, we thank you so much. Pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The TC family, I love you so much. I can't wait for you to just dive deeper into this message series as we talk about resting and surrendering in God. We love you. I'll see you next time.